The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Ah, it's Monday. It's Tuesday. We weren't on on Monday. I got so wrapped up in what day it is. I know one thing. It's sunny outside. It's a beautiful day. It is OA now. I'm Ian Locke sitting in the studio. Sammy calling in once again. Sammy. What's up, my friends? What's up, everybody? Hanging in there, dude. It's uh, it's another week. Foot- or, uh, another season. Ha- OA season has wrapped up and come to a close. Yep. Um, winter, winter sports is now done. Um, now you have now we're on in the full spring sports mode. Sport, spring sports mode, and I'm I'm excited. I've already been out to two games already. Good. Uh, a soccer match here at Lake Orion, um, mm-hmm. and a JV lacrosse boys uh, matchup between Lake Orion and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And what a battle that was! Uh, you you don't usually say, "Hey, epic battles at the JV match," but man, that was a back and forth, entertaining game. Get out there and see. I always say this, Sammy, and you know this. Encourage mm-hmm. everybody who's a sports nut, put that mm-hmm. mask on, go out and cheer these student athletes on in person because there are some very entertaining games going on out there. Mm-hmm. And I, and there's been a lot, of, and I've I, I've been coaching my kids at Spruce Middle School in Lake Orion, and I've been also, and I actually worked the Shapa match against them, Adams. So you know, so it's been um, so I've been outside too, being active. You know what I mean? Just enjoying the moment. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And having the weather turn on us in a positive way. Yeah, we're going to get a little rain. It's still April, right? I mean, it happens. It's still April, but it's good to be outside. You I didn't mind. I, mean? I didn't mind getting rained on at the JV lacrosse match. <laughs> no, I mean it was like, actually and good. <laughs> and I didn't mind being in the rain. You know what I mean? Like singing in the rain and all that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't mind that at all. You know. Yeah. So we get out there if you can. Get out there. Find your lo- your local team, one that you. Uh, Love following and uh, just get out there and cheer them on in person. And, you know, these kids, as you know, Sam, they work so hard, you know, in the off season, especially the track athletes, the tennis, golf, all this stuff. They're, they've been working behind the scenes, just waiting for their chance. It's been delayed, but it's now here. And I think the delay is actually going to be okay, don't you think? Because think weather has caught will... up to us, so we're yeah, going to have more games. I think, it, I think it will be. I mean, like, but the thing here is – um. You know, the, let's not forget, the spring sports athletes didn't have a season last year. You know what I mean? So they've been waiting for about almost a full year to have their chance to have a um, season like this. And, um, you know, and I think for them, it's a golden opportunity. You know what I mean? For them to showcase what they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And I have a point to that, too. It's almost two years if you think about it. Right. Technically, you're right. You right. Know what I mean, I, it's the. The odd bit is, um, so, you know, I was at the uh, um, Lake Orion versus Adams uh, dual meet track, a track mm-hmm. dual meet uh, uh, just a week ago. Yes. And one, having it 80 degrees outside for that meet, it was fantastic. But yes. also the impact, like you said, of being off so long that when, you know, once you see, I've been in uh, uh, dealing with high school track for four years now. Yes. And um, and actually more than that, getting to know these kids coming up through the middle school ranks. Who are these runners? Who are the ones to watch out for? And sitting mm-hmm. at that meet, I, it was hard to find a recognizable face because being off almost two years, 
from this. It's like, who are all, all oh, oh, yeah, they, that was a sophomore the last time I saw. Now they're a senior or, you know what I mean? It, it's really weird, mm-hmm. like, uh, except for the ultimate superstars that we all know about and uh, we're mm-hmm. looking forward to. And it's amazing to see these kids. It's like the, the turnover of the teams and the faces and expectations for me, it changed because so many new faces are out there running because, like you said, a whole section of students, either juniors or seniors, some decided not to run again or whatever from last mm-hmm. year, are all gone. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I mean, like, and there's a lot of turnover um, when you look at a course. There's going to be a lot of adjustments, uh, a lot of faces, you know, especially in these sports because they didn't have a season a year ago. And yeah. You look at, and you look at, you look at, especially in sport like track and field, you know what I mean? Where you're going like, um, you're <laughs> thinking, okay, the teams that were supposed to win, you know, supposed to do well, you know what I mean? They're kind of starting a little bit, but yeah, but you know, I, I, I view this year as kind of like a recovery year for a lot of teams. And the reason why I say this is because, because especially these spring sport athletes who lost a year, um, they're, I mean, like, it's going to take a little while for them to get to get their um, footing back, you know, and there's been some teams that, that have over, that have done really well, you know, the way overcoming, you know, it's, it's sort of like a recovery year for a lot of these teams, particularly, especially in sport like track and, you know, where if you're expecting maybe see teams that run the glide a little bit, um, you know, are not used to that because, you know, they haven't had a lot of practice time. So, so when you really look at it, so when you really look at it, I mean, like it's, it's sort of like, you know, People look at this year kind of look like a freebie year, maybe. Yeah, it's I I, I tend to agree with you on the recovery year, um, especially. Mm-hmm. When, I know we're talking a lot about track and field because there's so many kids that come out for it, mm-hmm. right? And who knows what's going to happen? And uh, you know, you have these ebbs and flows. And uh, one a- example is uh, Lake Orion track and field. They had a a once in a generation girls team roll through, you know, a couple of years ago. And last year would have been the last gasp of that, that talent field mm-hmm. rolling through uh, the halls of Lake Orion high school. And they didn't have a season. We knew that it was going to be rebuilding over there at Lake Orion, mm-hmm. but, uh, but now you're going, Oh boy. Yeah. You're really feeling it now. Um, but, and there's other teams oh, like yeah. that around the OA that are feeling the same thing. And, oh, absolutely. Stony and we're going to see a perfect example. Yes, Stony Creek's a perfect example. They're another team that I think is going through that. But, you know, when you look at track and field, obviously still you got to look at Oak Park, who is the who is the top team is there. Um, Oak yeah. Park's a team to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Brendan Giles over there. Um, in baseball, you know, you really got to look at Oxford. Um, I really like what Coach Carpenter's done over there. Um, also, another team to keep an eye on is um, – Groves, um, that's another one to keep an eye on for sure. But um, but those are right now. And then softball, obviously, I'm curious to see how Clarkson does um, this year, especially because they get they do got some experience back. But um, but I'm curious to see. Um, but I'm curious to see how the spring season is going to really unfold. Um, you know, and hopefully we can get all this done safely. Um, yeah. Which no you know, which the majority of sports, you know what I mean. Our outdoors, the only exception is um water polo. And, um, <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and water polo, um, they're, they're, water, water polo. if uh, the listeners aren't uh, aware, that they're doing the men's and women's season together. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's the only sport I know that's, that's indoors. Everything else is outside. And, yeah. um, 
you know, and listen to all the medical experts, you know, yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, listen to all the medical experts and they're saying like, you know, being outside, playing outside is a lot more safer than being indoors. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, so. Well, well I hope it uh, continues. And we saw some uh, rather disturbing trends over the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Infections I mean, and like, things. But the, the good thing is uh, many of our listeners know, and Sammy, you know, is uh, the testing of the athletes once a week has begun. So yes, that ends... and I think that's very important here to ex- to explain to our listeners because I know student athletes from ages thirteen to nineteen are testing um, at least once a week. I know um, lacrosse and um, I know boys lacrosse and um, soccer are I think testing three times a week. Mm. But um, but um, I, but the importance of testing is really important because. Um, because you know you're seeing you're seeing you're, I mean like you're seeing it right now I mean like you're seeing the um the I mean like the um I think the important test is very important yeah you know test, I mean? testing is important and we were already seeing and I'll you know uh the reason why we I was talking about the JV lacrosse match we did the reason why it was JV is because the varsity team was in quarantine here in Lake Orion really um, yeah that's uh yeah that's what we heard so. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that was a precaution after spring break or what was going on, but uh, they were, you know, that game was uh, called off and they were in quarantine. So, but that could mean so many different things, right? A parent could have anybody that uh, somebody on the team could have been exposed to. And if you're in the middle of that, you know, then you have your quarantine. Heck, I went through it just a couple weeks ago. Sammy, you're, you're dealing with it, right? Yeah, I had I had the actual virus. And yep, it, and I was in know, quarantine as a as a uh, precaution. Yep, it, that trust me, having having the virus, it is not fun. You know what I mean? I know we had it at, at the house here. I mean, like it was a really really tough experience. I mean, like I know I had the I had but I had some severe symptoms as well. But I'm better now. You know what I mean? I'm better now. I'm glad you're healthy too, Ian. I mean, like you know. Knocking on wood, knocking on wood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, yes, but indeed. but this, what you dealt with is what we're trying to prevent, right? And that's, yeah. and it's like this moving target. So, like you said, we're hoping that people are taking it seriously, man, and just, you know, taking those tests. And there's some, you know, some parents are upset that their child has to be tested, but it's like, hey, do you want to play or not? You know, yeah, you, basically you swab yourself. So uh, uh, let's share it with the, here's the experience my son had. He, he got his uh, test done at practice yesterday. He yeah. runs track and field at Lake Orion and, yeah, well, uh, then, yep. uh, no, at Lake Orion high school, he's a freshman oh, this really? year. Sorry, yeah. No. I apologize. Hey, they all grow up. Don't they Sammy? I know they do, <laughs> but, but he said it was, a, it, the experience wasn't so bad. He says, we're in line. They give you the kit. You swab your nose. They tell you how to do it and you do it yourself. And then you put mm-hmm. it in into the packet. You you go up to you know the volunteers and hands off, or, you know hands up, applause, pat on the back for all the volunteers, all the families, all the parents who are out helping uh, with these kids get these tests done, and mm-hmm. uh, they're out there you know working to try to make sure this happens and get the kids on the mm-hmm. field. And anyway, he yep. handed it off and he said, yeah, he sat around for 15 minutes and they go, okay, you're good to go. And they run out. He said it took, it was, it added about an hour to practice. Right. But track and field, you got 200 kids. It's going to be that way, but it worked yeah. out okay. You know, and he said it was fine. Mm-hmm. And as far as, you know, they'll tell you right away, Hey, 
something popped up, you need to 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 go get tested on your own. And so far, it sounded like everything was uh, was good. So, you know, it wasn't uh, some traumatic experience for them. It was something that, you know, they protested at the state capitol months right. ago. Let them play. Let them play. Let hey, them we're play, letting yeah. them play. This is just another. Cr- and sh- mm-hmm. what did the governor say last week, Sammy? About sports? yeah, I know what she said. You know, it's um, you know that I know she recommended a a pause, and which is she recommended a two week pause. I'm going like what. You know what I mean? These kids are testing, you know? Yeah. These kids are testing. But, you know th- what but I mean? that's that's the thing. It's like they're recommending a pause, but they didn't shut it down. Yeah. That's right? A good so thing. it's like then follow, just take the tests, try to keep it as clean as possible, be safe, wear those masks, mm-hmm. and and then we can have a full season, right? Yeah. Then we can have a full season. You know what I mean? And then it will complete. Mark both promised executive director of the MHA of having three seasons, you know? Yeah. and. That's always been the goal of the MHA and executive director Mark Yule, um, is his goal to having three seasons. And um, they, he said that the seasons were not going to change. You know what I mean? Even, yeah. um, you know, and they still, I mean, they, they haven't changed the tournament date that's still in, on for May. Um, you know, I mean, like, it just tells you how, you know, how important it is for everybody to mask up and safe and um, say, and, and um, be safe. You know what I mean. So that's really important. You know what I mean to to um, to our vi- listeners and to our viewers. I mean, like, you know, we're we're all one big happy family. <laughs> uh, maybe cordial. I don't know about happy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'll say this: um, it's so far, it's working. It is. And but I, you know my opinion on this. I go, but if it gets mm-hmm. bad, I'm okay if you shut it down. Um, I'm and okay. You know my opinion. You know, I know you, know you don't want opinion. to shut it down to go, but there we're still still looking at the health of everybody, right? Not just mm-hmm. those who go. Well, I had the COVID. I had a virus already, so I'm okay. Not that you're saying that, or I never yeah. had it. I'm never going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but it's and I it's, never said that. <laughs> abs- absolutely. So it's just one of those. I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. And um, you know, we saw some, like we mentioned at the top of the show. More, uh, or maybe not. I think I can't remember. My brain is Swiss cheese, but uh, more events have been added to the like track and field schedules. You've got invitationals now being added beyond just mm-hmm. dual meets. You have um, county meets being scheduled for the OAA or for Oakland County and league mm-hmm. meets, you know, the, the league championship. So that is a good sign, in my opinion, that they at least have dates for those things and the kids can look forward to say, hey, you know what? We're probably going to have them if we behave, and that's those events are a lot of fun. And you oh, know, they are. I mean, especially um, you know, and being being um, working a regional, um, working a um, with you. I mean, like working with you at a regional, it gets it's fun because you yeah. know you get to see a lot of kids that you know you haven't seen before, like some great races. Um, and I remember the one that you, me, and Kevin McCormick. Mm. Um, had um remember that one? Oh yeah that was we had some there was some classic races i mean uh unbelievable finishes um even the like the oxford invitational oh yeah you know that one we i saw you saw years you know, a couple of years ago you go wow oak park when they showed mm-hmm. up you're like man this team is for real and they have been for real ever since <laughs> you know but it's those invitationals where you get to compete against different schools from all over and get really get to gauge where you are, you know, uh, um, as a team and individually, and that just makes 
you know, the experience of running track and field or participating in that, uh, all the more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and, you know, talking about, uh, the different, uh, tournaments, like softball is going to have tournament at, uh, Lake Orion high school, you mm-hmm. know, lots softball is of... going to have, uh, there's other schools yeah, you know, softball. that have tournaments as well. You know what I mean? For softball. I mean, yep. I mean, I was, I've been really impressed with Stony Creek, you know, how they've been playing. Um, you know, I think, always a uh, tough but, team. Oh yeah. Stony Creek's always a tough team. Um, and then you look at Clarkston, obviously, and then you look at Clarkston, I think it's the best team in softball right now. Um, and then baseball, I'm high on Oxford, but keep an eye on Groves and West Bloomfield. North Farmington's another one to keep an eye on as well. Hmm. Um, Lake Orion's a wild card, so I think that's a team to look at as well. But um, we'll see what happens. Yep. In the... And uh, we'll have cameras out there, and we'll we'll get the firsthand <laughs> account of how the Dragons are doing. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, while we're talking, uh, you know, we're going to get into the close of the basketball season here in a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But what if uh, I understand you have some breaking news? Oh, yes, we do got breaking news. Yes, we do. So, in the world of football, Southfield Arson Tech has their new football coach. It is Aaron Marshall, of course. We had um, we had Aaron Marshall a couple of years ago on the um, football on the um, at, at media day. Um, He's taken over for Coach Tim Conley, who stepped down in January. Um, so this one's an interesting move. Marshall was the offensive coordinator at Southfield from the very beginning. Um, brings a ton of experience. Um, played at Birmingham Brother Rice before going to Illinois. They're coming back into Michigan. Um, last season, Southfield Arson Tech went three and four. Lost to Sterling Heights Stevenson in the district semifinals. Um, so this is a really Interesting hire. Um, I know the D zone was the one that confirmed it. I know the D zone. I know Jeff Corn very well. Um, you know, and um, and all this, and Adam Scott Bernstein also confirmed it as well. So when you look at this hire, it's a good hire for Southfield. You know, and within the program, you yeah. know, but I still got some concerns. So it, it, so it was in the program, uh, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked about we've seen those coaches who are brought in who are inside the programs that they are taking over mm-hmm. tend, tend to have. I mean, you're going to keep the kids around. It's a familiar face. It's yeah, it's, it's continuity still. I mean, they're going to make tweaks and things, and you can see some. You know, you're going to see uh, changes. Obviously, the coaches, excuse me, has yes. its own. You know, has his own uh, ideas of how to run things or uh, mm-hmm. schemes. But it's good for the kids to have a familiar face. They know it's not a complete revamp. No, it's not a complete rebuild at all. And I know um, a lot of people have been saying, um, and I read the interview from Scott Bernstein, um, that um, that he said that things itself were not going to change and they were going to still have college athletes. But then I look at inside the program and I'm saying to myself, yes, you've got all this talent. you got Isaiah Marshall, of course, um, Aaron's son at quarterback, and then you have um, an athlete, Davian Young. Um, I know, but um, but I'm looking at inside the structure of the program, and I've got some concerns. You know, when you look at program strength, they only had two teams last year. Um, to me, when I look at program strength, it is a big, big concern at Southfield, even though they got a lot of experience back. But program strength to me is a big concern for Southfield. Okay. And 
And you're looking at, and let's not forget, this is a team that's a school ever since the merger um, is 22 and 24 overall, which includes a three and seven record against Lake Orion and Clarkston. Yeah. That is not good, you know, and they're three and three against West Bloomfield. So you wondered why I didn't put West Bloomfield on there. Is Southfield is three and three against West Bloomfield. Uh, when Coach Gumby is over there, uh, and Coach Bryce over there um, is now over there at West Bloomfield. Um, but they did, um, but South Boston Tech did make a couple moves. Um, you know, they brought in West Bloomfield's, um, you know, um, uh, line coach to coach the um, to coach the um, line at Southfield. So that okay. is a really good hire for them. Um, but with Marshall, I, I'm just it's a good it's a good hire. But I got some concerns, you know. They lost a lot of talent from a year ago. Um, they lost, um, but you know what helps them is you got Marshall back. You got um, you got Davion Young, who's a really um high-ranked prospect, and then you have um, you also have um a couple guys in the secondary like Devin Bushkin and um Javin Jones will be um who also play some defense as well. I mean, like you know, so there's some questions when you look at Southfield heading into the season um heading into this fall. But it's good that they have that uh that decision in place now. We've seen some teams wait and delay and you know that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So having it in place now is good because, you know, spring ball's coming up uh not too far away and so you know, preparing well, seven on seven, yeah. Seven on seven. Right. I mean, you know, that's very important as well. I mean like you're looking at but I'm curious to see how how seven on seven is gonna look, especially you know, last season, considering last season, they did not really have seven on seven. That's right. Um, so I'm curious to see how that's going to um, flow. Um, but when you look at Southfield, the thing I'm very concerned about, the fact they had two G, they had two teams a year ago. Um, and the fact that they had the quarantine together yeah. um, last season, which was a, um, and the fact they practiced with each other, which was a big concern for me. Um, so, I'm hoping, you know, with Marshall there, um, you know, that um, I'm hoping Marshall there, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at, you gotta look at him. He's got a lot of high end talent, but a lot of program strength down and the lower levels is a big time concern. So yeah. that's my concern surrounding Southfield A&T. But, um, and of course, you know, let's not forget you're playing in the red division, yes. which is one of the toughest divisions in the state. And you're featuring Clarkston, Lake Orion, Oxford, West Bloomfield. But um, with the good thing with that is, Co- as well. the good thing is, Coach knows this. He's been there. Yes, he, he knows he, this. You know, we have we've we I think we only have what one coach who hasn't been through the OAA. Is that true? Or is, uh, has uh, all the coaches we're looking at? Was it uh, was it Farmington? Yeah. Far, well, well, Farmington. Yeah. Well, was, Farmington's coach has been through it because yes. he was a. Um, it, yeah, so so what, like we said, in house, right? Yeah, it's in house here. You know what I mean? Right. In Farmington's case, they went in house. So right. As so, well, so having those in house hires gives those those programs, uh, you know, stability at least in understanding the league in which they're in. Yeah, and the, I, in the competition they're going up against. So that that is only helpful. Of yes, and <laughs> Marshall was the office, and the Marshall was the office coordinator at A and T. So that helps a lot more yeah. too. Um, the question that I have is going to be the defense on Southfield. I mean, this defense, you know, they had it. They were okay defensively, but they still got some questions there. I know that they got 
I know they also got questions at running back as well. That's another, you know, but I know, um, I know um, Aaron likes to run the RPO, which is basically, um, if you wonder what an RPO is, it's a run pass option. Offense. Run pass just, option, yeah. Yep, that's the RPO. Um, Bluefield runs it as well. Um, so when you really look at, so when you really look at it, I mean, like uh, those are my two big questions. You know what I mean for Southfield? Who's you, who's your running back gonna be, and how's your line play gonna look? Even though you got experience on both sides, um, but I just think that um, there's they've got some questions to address there on that side of the ball as well. And then defense, of course, is another issue. Despite only allowing 19 points against a very good yeah Stevenson team last year. Um, but they've got to, they've got to at least, they got to address that defense, you know what I mean, in, in some sort of way. I mean, like, so, but I really like the hire of Aaron, Mar- Aaron Marshall. I think he's going to do a very good job there. Um, I'm, but the thing I'm really concerned about with Southfield, it's the program strength and, um, you know, and the, um, in the um, lower levels, that's the um, concern I have with A&T going forward. All right. So um, that's – should we transition that uh, statement into what happened uh, to close out the winter sports season? Yes, uh, There were some pretty big games happening last week that we were yep. highlighting and excited to see. And The quarterfinal game was a doozy between Ferndale and, um, and um, Croswell-Lexington. I sent you the link um, – to watch that game in if you wanted to watch it um i also um, was hearing the game on um sports radio station 92.5 up in um sandusky um and it was a heck of a game between um on croswell lexington it, it went i mean like it, it was absolutely insane i mean like i mean like especially in that <laughs> no go ahead especially especially Ferndale trailed by nine at the end of the quarter, 57-49. Um, Lexington uh, was getting their energy going. They were starting to, um, they were getting momentum. Um, Hunter Stumper, the best player, um, was getting going. Tyler Johnson, of course, I didn't expect that out of nowhere. He was, he was hitting shots. Um, and then, um, Ferndale was all sudden down by, um, not down by eight. They were down by eleven at one point in this game. So, um, so they Ferndale was down by eleven at one point. Yes, they were down by eleven at one point, and then they came back in the fourth quarter. Um, limited on Cosmo Lexington to only three points in the fourth quarter. Wow. Got it to within sixty sixty. But here's something that a lot of people were asking me about, and that was the strategy that Coach Juan Rickman did in the final two minutes and 30 seconds, which was sort of like a stall ball type Princeton offense. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen that? Ian? Yes, when I have. When a team decides to go to a Princeton style offense, yep. you know, where um, you're just like keeping the ball on top of the key, yep. you know, just getting the ball around, you know. So there's no shot clock, you know what I mean? Yep. There's no shot clock in high school basketball. So... You know, and this and this reminded me of a little story that we did a couple of years ago. Um, I'm not going to name that team because we've already talked about this <laughs> team on so many occasions. Yes. Um, but but I thought Coach Juan Rickman played a really good strategy for the final 2:30, which was play Princeton, um, and then find it and then like um create an opportunity to um 
to, to get the last shot. You know, they got the last shot, all this did not go down and the game needed overtime. Mm. And, and then the second overtime, um, it ended up, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of scoring. It was, um, 64, 64. Um, and so then, second um, overtime. Mm, well, 64, 64. That was the score hanging the second overtime. And then, um, Croswell left, took the lead 68, 67 with about 40 seconds to go in the game. And then Ferndale just got a turnover. They, they forced their they forced their hand and they ended up going and scoring. Um, they ended up scoring. Um, led by Jason Drake. Um, he had um, thirty points in this game, but wow. yeah, he had um, a huge basket to make it fifty nine sixty eight. And then um, they got a um, huge steal at the end, um, a huge miss at the end, and then um, that was your ball game. And Ferndale had free throws to close it out. Um. Mm. In that game, Jason Drake had 30 points, wow. um, Travion Lewis at 17, and Jack Kennedy, the senior big, um, he had 14 points for Ferndale um, in that game over at East Point. Um, Hunter Soper led Croswell Lexington with 24 points, and Tyler Johnson added 16 points. You know, I'm going to tell you this much, Ian. I had, you know, I have a lot of respect for Croswell Lexington's program. I mean, I have a lot of respect for them. I mean, undefeated year, winning winning a Blue Water Area Conference title, um, having to travel all the way down to East Point. Um, you know, they got, I mean, like, senior heavy team, well coached team. I mean, the um, Cardinal Lexington community was fully supportive of this team, along with the entire, along with the entire thumb area in Santa Lac County. Um, just, I, I just, I got to praise. I got to praise Croswell Lexington. I mean, yeah. like, this is a very, this is a very good program. I mean, that Croswell Lexington has, I mean, like, and to go, to go up against Ferndale, who's played a tougher schedule than them. Yep. They played a tougher schedule, tougher conference than them. And to almost knock them off. That's absolutely incredible for what Croswell Lexington did. I mean, like, I thought, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to admit this to you. I thought Ferndale would roll in this game. I really did. I mean, I think that if, um, you know, because I didn't, because I thought the OA was a much tougher conference, yeah. the Blue Water Conference. Um, But I got to give, I got to give praise. I got to give, um, I got to give praise to Crosswell Lexington um, for, um, it was a great game down there at East Point. I mean, like, and it was a good game to watch and also to hear as well. I mean that the way that Ferndale played, it was just absolutely incredible. Well, you can't. Um, well, Sam, you can't underestimate a team that is undefeated. No, you I can't. don't care and, what league you're coming from. A team that mm-hmm. is undefeated on the season, mm-hmm. you know, that's not easy to do. No matter what, you know what level you are, the competition you're playing, because there's always a night where you might be off. Especially yeah. this season with all the uh, COVID situations, right? I mean, you absolutely you're one I mean, person like, away from shutting the whole thing down and not playing for a while, or you're one person away from a disaster. And for Croswell Lexington to stay healthy, um, to stay healthy, to um, to um, at least to um, be. I mean, like they actually played really well. I mean, like I'm gonna give Croswell Lex a lot of credit here. I mean, like. You know, they ended up, I mean, like, to go in undefeated and then to do that against a team like Pontiac Northern Prep in the regional final. Yeah. Where they just, where they just, um, 
they looked, I mean, like, they looked really good. I mean, like, you know, and then um, I, I remember watching that game with Crosby Lux. I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, I mean, like, I'm hearing the radio cast from Dumb Tailgater, um, you know, and I said um, there was one point where I was really surprised that Ferndale didn't come back on defense. Their transition defense was really, really rough in that game <laughs> early on. And, you know, the halftime score was 34-33 at the end of the half. Okay. So, and, you know, I was listening to w- WBGV 92.5 FM, and I know they made a little mistake on Ferndale's name. They called them the Shamrocks. No. They called them the Shamrocks. I'm going like, dude. So I so, so I wrote it on Twitter, and I said, Ferndale's the Eagles, man. They're not the Shamrocks. So, <laughs> you know, so, but. I thought in that first half, um, Ferndale just Ferndale defensively in that first half against them, Croswell Lex did not look very good. I mean, like they just, but I got to give Croswell Lex a lot of credit. I mean, they played, they played well, and then they took the lead. I mean, like, and then um, Fer, they made Ferndale battle back, and you know, and um, you know, and then I thought in that fourth quarter in overtime, um, you know, in that fourth quarter in the, in the first overtime, I thought Ferndale was a better team, um. But, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I wrote a nice tweet here. I said, that was a good game to watch online. Ferndale moves on a classic. I got to get my hats off to both teams. They were both phenomenal. I thought both teams played their heart. They played their heart and the guts out in that game. I got to give both teams a lot of credit, man. Yeah. And with that win, I mean, that's a lot of energy. Two overtimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, two overtime periods, and then they move on. Yep, to play Grand to de facto road game against <laughs> Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Oh, is this one rough for Ferndale? And how many I mean, how many days between? They, they had to play between um Tuesday and Thursday. So imagine having to travel from Ferndale all the way out to the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids and um So they had one day off. Fa- yeah, the one day off, and it's a de facto home game for it's a de facto home game for Grand Rapids Catholic Central, considering that they were at the Van Andel Arena, you know, and that's not far from Grand Rapids Catholic Central's yeah. campus. And if you're Ferndale, having to travel all the way out there, you know, it's just absolutely just insane. And Ferndale just really, you know, they were in it with them. I mean, they were. They, I mean, like Ferndale was up. I mean, like um, forty-four, forty-two at the late in the third quarter, oh. and then, and then, uh, and then, then something um, happened. Yeah, and um, and they ended up. Um, that game was eighty-one to fifty-five. They scored thirty-three points in the third quarter. Wow! In that game, you said it was a 28 nothing run. Yeah, the twenty-eight nothing run, and um, they ended up being it was. It was forty four forty two and then and then the final and then the, um, and then and then it became seventy forty four with three twenty five to go in the game. Seventy that to forty four with three and some change left. That uh in the game. wow. Mm-hmm. That's uh, do you think they ran out of gas or was it just uh, I think well, let's not forget Grand Rapids Catholic I mean, Central. They're the top team in the state in Division Two. Yes. You know they end up winning a state title in Division Two, but um, but 
for but when you look at this game, I mean, like, um, let's hey, see a lot of people were looking forward to this matchup. I saw oh. on uh, on some uh, sports sites, you know, uh, here in Michigan, the fans of CC were like, "Oh, this is going to be great, Ferndale. You know, it's going to be a great matchup." And they got at least three quarters or two and mm-hmm. three quarters of a game. Yeah, and, I mean, like, uh, little... and then it and then it fell apart for Ferndale. It did. I mean, like, and I think you know they were in it with them, but um, but the difference was um, but I think the difference was, and I'm looking at the stat line right now here was um, Brown led um, was um Brown um, and I'm looking at the stat line here right now, and um, I'm looking at here, and um, Caden Brown led um. For, let's see, Grand Rapids Catholic Central with 23 points. Jordan Brooks had 20, and uh, Jack Karanski had 19. Wow! In this game, I mean, like three so that players, kinda, with, three players with almost 20 points each is crazy. That's nuts. I mean, like, and then you look at, of course, on the other side, um, on the other side, you know, um, you know, and they, I can't believe they shut down Ferndale to 55. I mean, like, and that's Ferndale's been a team that's averaged. 70 average 70 a game as well i mean like in the playoffs but um i'm the i think the difference was in that game was the experience mm. of grand rapids catholic central let's not forget they were this was their second final four in four years um the experience factor played a huge role i mean not a lot of further did not have a lot of experience i mean like coming into the game i mean like the last regional they went to was 1985 so uh-huh. it's been yeah. a long time, but I just felt that um that um Grand Rapids Catholic Central that twenty eight nothing run that was the difference. And you know when you look at Ferndale's case, I mean like this is still a young basketball team, and they got a lot coming back next year. Yeah, you know the only guy they lose out of that whole the only guy they lose is um is going to be um Jack Kennedy, and you know he was a six nine big. He, graduation but i know coach juan rickman's got a lot of confidence in chris williams as well i mean like anytime you return your majority of your scoring with travion lewis some um, cameron reed and jason drake that is a huge plus for next year so it wouldn't surprise me next year in that ferndale will be back in this will be back in this um in division two it would not surprise me it would not surprise me next year if we're talking a state champion in Division Two next year, I think Ferndale's got enough talent. I think Ferndale's got enough talent to um to um I think win it all. To get I back. think that's gonna. They got Lewis coming back. They got Reed coming back. You got Jason Drake coming back. That's big time scoring coming back for Ferndale. So it would not surprise me next year that I think Ferndale can make a serious run wow. in the back to um. They can get to Breslin. I think they will get to Breslin um, next season. So, you know, so if you're a Ferndale fan, if you're an Eagle fan, you know, I'll be honest with you, stay patient, stay tight. Um, I, you're going to be very good next year. The only reason why you lost that game was to the top-ranked team in the state, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, was you gave a 28 nothing run. That You can't have that in that game, that type of game. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I just think, you know, when you look at, when you look at teams next year to keep an eye on, I mean, Ferndale for sure is one of those teams in the red. We really got to look at next year yeah. as a team to watch. Well, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate it came down to that quarter to kind of uh, end that run. Um, 
What was CC's path to uh, uh, coming up against Ferndale? Um, they had to knock off. Um, they knocked off the number two ranked team in the state in the regional final and the state quarterfinals in Benton Harbor. Um, that was a real crazy game. Um, that was a real crazy game. Um, I haven't really followed much of Grand Rapids Catholic Central's um, past, but they, I know they knocked off the number two ranked team in the state in Benton Harbor in Division Two. Um, and that was a really good game. Yeah. Um, and that one, but um, but, but I think. But that, that um, I mean, like you said, you you ran into. I'm not going to call them a juggernaut, but like you said, a team that had to go through the number two team in the uh, in uh, D two, and they did it. And then they're yes, taking on another tough on team in one. Ferndale, right? Mm-hmm. Another tough team. They ended up winning a state title by knocking off Penford. Penford. And they knocked up. Yep, I think it's I think it's what it's called, Pentford. Um, let me see. Um, they okay. knocked up. Yep, Penfield. Penfield. Okay. Penfield. You know, I don't know if I don't know if um I don't know if I've ever come across Penfield. I've heard of uh, CC, but um. So, yeah, this is Grand Rapids CC, not Novi Detroit. Yes. Catholic, yeah. So. Yes. Correct. So I'm searching up where Penfield's at, and okay. I'm not. I mean, like, I mean, like, um, it looks like Penfield is like north east of battle creek okay so that's where um penfield was at but um but for grand rapids catholic central um they do got they, they've been a basketball power before um they've had some great players come out of there so for ferndale you are right in this was a juggernaut that they had to play yeah and and, and it's one of those things where we talked about this about other teams that make it so close to the finals or in the finals and they fall that mm-hmm. it, it gets you grizzled, right? It, you learn so much from that experience. And, yes, you, you know, do. they're probably hanging their, you know, they feel down at the time and bummed out. It's like, but having gone through that, that string of games, the, the mental aspect of being mm-hmm. not only strong physically, but mentally and prepared uh, for these games, it can only help these guys. And getting that far and taking, you know, just one quarter shy of actually getting there. Getting to Breslin. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, moral victories, la-da-da, whatever. You know, but but building on this, it does, it does, you know, put a callus on you. It makes you tougher. It makes you understand what it takes to get there. And these guys have gone through that experience. And like you said, it, it can only pay dividends down the road. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the majority of your team comes back. You're going to be in the red next year, which you're going to be playing a lot of good, a lot of D1 schools like North Farmington, Clarkson, Oak Park, um, West Bloomfield. Um, you know, likely going to be those teams. I mean, like, um, so I'm curious to see how Ferndale does, um, how they do next season. I'm considering that you know they're going to be in D2 for the postseason. Playing in playing in Division One is going to really help this team. Playing against Division One foes is going to really help this team going forward. Um, but the question that I have for Ferndale is they cannot get complacent, you know what I mean? And I think that's a very dangerous um, – people are going to say, well, if they would have played Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, you know, yeah. had not they had that COVID case, I mean, would they have been back – would they have been, made it that far? And, yeah, that's, you know, so yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a question – that's a good question for another day. So, yeah. but – I just think at the end of the day here um, for Ferndale, you know, I expect they're going to be back, and I think they're going to be very dangerous next year. I mean, when you look at 
basketball next season, um, obviously with the shortcomings, um, you know, you got to keep an eye on Clarkston. You got to keep an eye on, um, you got to keep an eye on Oak Park. You got to keep an eye on, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of storylines heading into next year for, um, for basketball. So, now, you know, keep an eye on. So, uh, that, does that wrap up everything you wanted to say about OAA and, um, what else do we have from the postseason that you wanted to chat about? Well, we got from the postseason, of course, um, you know, the, the Ferndale was the only OA team left. So I want to look at my, um, I want to look at the shortcomings, you know what I mean, from well, next year. I mean, before we step into that, I, I'm just curious if the listeners don't know who took the D1 crown this year. Um, Grand Blank actually took the D1 crown this year. Grand Blank. They knocked off, um, Ann Arbor Huron. Um, I know Grand Blank's got a lot of experience, um, and they and they got a lot coming back. Of course, let's not forget you got you had um Ty Rogers there. Um, he had a good tournament. Um, Grand Blank actually knocked off Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the regional um in the um state quarterfinals. I yeah. mean, like so that is um so and then Grand Rapids Catholic Central took home D two. Um. You know, that was the um, same team that knocked off Ferndale. But Grand Blank's a team that next year, they're going to be scary. And, you know, when you look at a team, it's going to be a problem. I know Orchard Lake St. Mary's loses a lot. But you look at a team like, you look at, could there be a team that could dethrone Grand Blank? I've seen this team practice. I've seen how Grand Blank operates. I mean, like, this is a really well-oiled machine that coach Mike Thomas has up there on, um, up there on, um, Dixie highway and grand blank. I mean, like that is a really, really, really good basketball team. I mean, they lose one senior, but the majority of that team is back next year for grand blank. Yeah. Um, I was a little mm-hmm. surprised to see here on, uh, Annabelle here on in the finals. Well, you know, here they got a good team. I mean, they, I mean, they put, they put uh, good teams on the floor, but it's, yeah, I don't know if it's been a while. Uh, the mm-hmm. the River Rats. Well, the River Rats, yeah. How they got there? Um, how they got there? Um, I'm actually looking at the um path right now for Ann Arbor Huron. Um, but I didn't expect Ann Arbor Huron to get to the um. They were actually they were the second. I think back the second ranked team in the state. Um, Ann Arbor Huron was. Um, they had to um get by. I'm looking at the, they had to get by River Rouge. We know River Rouge is a very good program. And then they knocked off Warren D. LaSalle in mm. the um, semifinals. I mean, like, you know, Warren D. LaSalle had an incredible run. They knocked off Detroit Martin Luther King the way they did. Um, Warren D. LaSalle did knock off Macomb, Dakota. Um, and um, and then, of course, they fell to Grand Blank. It was a defensive field type game. Whereas when you look at a team like Grand Blank, who's played on an offensive, the Valley, second off, Valley is a really good offensive skilled league. Um, and they knocked off a very good Grand Rapids Forest Hills team, you know, to get to the state final. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, Ian, if both these teams are back next year, Grand wow. Rap- Grand Blank and Ann Arbor Huron. I mean, the River Rats is a team, you know, they got a lot of talent. I mean, like, they've got a lot of athleticism. I mean, like, this is a very, very interesting team. I mean, if there's other non-league teams I'm keeping an eye on for sure, Watch out for Warren D. LaSalle next year. Mm. I'm telling you why. Because <laughs> the Catholic League is a really good league. They're a really good league. I mean, you look at Birmingham Brother Rice. You look at um, 
you look at um, they had a really good year under Coach Ricky Palmer. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, we know what they did. And then you look at um, you look at UD Jesuit, of course, the um, the beautiful controversy, a game against Oak Park. Of course, I remember that one real well. You remember that one, Ian? Uh, not as vividly as you do. <laughs> oh, the four point, the four point play that they should not. Oh have, yeah, um... yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, yeah, what what are you doing? Uh, fouling a what three point shooter with the lead. Doing? Yeah, with a four point lead, yeah. <laughs> and with about oh my god, like, but still. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, um, the Catholic League teams, you got to keep an eye on very carefully, especially those four teams. Um, I think they can make some, they could really do some damage. Um, when I look at the OAA. I mean, we obviously talked Ferndale, but a team to watch for next year who can make a run is North Farmington. I think oh. North Farmington, <laughs> yes, they lose a lot of talent, but that's a team I'm high on to keep an eye on. Um, Clarkston, we talked. We know what Clarkston brings. Um, yep. I mean, Stony Creek had an incredible run. I thought Stony Creek had a really nice run. Um, unfortunately for them, they got into the um, regional final against Macomb, Dakota. Um, I I do wonder, let's say, if Stony Creek would have got the state Um I'll be honest with you. I thought Stony Creek could have, if they would have beaten Macomb, Dakota, I think they'd beat more of these their final four teams. You think they would beat D. LaSalle? Yes, I think they would have beat D. LaSalle. I think they would have beat Warren D. LaSalle. I mean, especially with a guy like Trevor Smith. Um so, and then a team I'm keeping an eye on next year is Adams as well. That's another one as well. But it all depends what the MHA does when they release their district tournament brackets in June. So I'm curious to see how the district shakeup's going to be. They did release the enrollment list. I got to tell you that okay. one right now. They did release the enrollment sheet. Right. Um, and I think this is this, and you know who's the biggest school in the OA next year? Give me Lake Orion. Really? Lake Orion. I mean. Lake Oregon has the bit as the most. Um, just pulling it up right now here. Um, and um, Lake Oregon has 2309. Oxford is 2299. Troy has 2285. Clarkston is fourth with 2250. West Bloomfield 2052. AT 1893. Um, Bloomfield Hills 1851. Troy Athens 1775. Rochester 1721. Stony Creek 1619. Adams 1508. Technically, it's a co-op. It'd be eleven fifty-nine. So that is your enrollment list. Wow. For the OAA. Say that. Ex- what were the numbers again for the top two? Lake Orion had twenty-three oh four. Twenty-three oh nine. Oh nine, and the second second was it's Oxford. To Oxford twenty-two nope. ninety-nine. Twenty-two ninety-nine. So that's not many students different between those two. Boy, Oxford no, really jumped up, didn't they? Yeah, they really jumped up. Actually, well, actually, no. Oxford went down from the twenty twenty um from the twenty um from the um, twenty from the um, twenty 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 one um enrollment list. Really, and Oxford went down. I mean, like, so did Lake Orion. They went down um from twenty three fifty two to twenty um three oh nine. But the biggest, the school that made the, probably the biggest the drop off was Adams. They made um 
they won. I mean, like they were sixteen oh two in twenty 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 one. Now they're at fifteen twenty eight, mm. and Stony Creek made a jump. They went up to sixteen from fifteen ninety five to sixteen nineteen. So mm. that is a real, um, that's a huge jump for them. I mean, wow. like, so so when you look at the enrollment list, obviously, um, the enrollment list, obviously, that's going to be really important. Is because um, is because um. You know they look at the they look at it for football, particularly in the playoffs. Yeah. And you know, especially unfortunately, they're going from the regular, you know, that postseason format they had yeah. for one year, where everybody made the playoffs. Everybody made to, it, um, and we're not sure that's going to be the ne- the case next year, correct? Well, well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they've already a lot of the school districts have made nine nine game schedules. So when you really look at it, I mean, like they've um. They made the schedule, you know, as is, and um, you know they they were gonna they're gonna play nine games. So, so I'm curious to see how this, this is gonna work out. I yeah. mean, like, cause we don't know what's going on. We don't know, we don't know how case counts are gonna be in the state where, where basically, um, where you don't know if you're if cases are gonna be are gonna go down. You know what I mean? Especially with the rate of, with the rate the cases are going on in the state right now. Absolutely. Well, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 53. So okay. uh, do you have any concluding observations of this winter uh, season? Um, I'm really, just to wrap you know, it up, put a bow on it. I'm going to be really honest. I am really, really thrilled that we got a winter season in. You know what I mean? That I mean, like, especially when you look at the high-risk sports like basketball, hockey, and wrestling, you know what I mean? They were, um, they were considered, you know, where we got a season in. Um, now we're heading into spring, which is, I, I think, to be honest with you, the safest of the, of the three, especially there's not a lot of contact sport, not a lot of contact, um, particularly, um, you know, when you look at sports like golf, you look at tennis, you look yeah. at, um, you know, and then you're looking at, um, you're looking at, of course, we we had state champions crowned, we had division champions crowned in the way. Yep. Um, we've had um, when I look at my top five boys teams for next year, um, Ferndale obviously is my top ranked team. Um, watch out for Clarkston. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be solid next year. They got a lot coming back. Um, they're my number two team. Um, Farmington's got some experience back. Um. They've got some questions though, but I think Farmington is a team to watch. Adams is a team to definitely watch. Um, and then you look at um, Lake Orion is going to be a team I think to keep an eye on for sure, um, along with Troy Athens. Rochester's got a lot coming back. Um, but you know, when you look at the season, when you look at this, when you look at the team this season, yeah. Um, Everything that happened. I mean, like, I am really, really happy that we got to have a, I got to have a full, I got to have a winter season. You know, even if it was worth six weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the MHA, Mark Young, athletic directors, parents, teachers, uh, players, you got to give them a round of applause, a lot of credit um, for um, everything 
Absolutely. You know, for just for them that just to have a season like this, and um, you know, it, it's very unusual, but you know what? It was well worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was well worth it. So before I hit uh, the closing music, quickly, who is your female player of the year? My female player of the year, the guys for me is Trevor Smith at Stony Creek. Okay. Um, the the girls, it is um, the girls. I am going to go with Maddie Sikorsky. Actually, no, take that back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Maddie Sikorsky of Clarkston, and I'm gonna go with um, um. Yeah, a freshman. I oh. mean, and um, I'm going to go with a freshman, and I'm sitting in um, and both Davis sisters. Um, I thought they were they were very instrumental for West Bluefield this year. Um, I mean, like I thought, I, I it was it was really close for me. It was a three way. It was a three way between Sikorsky and then both them um, Davis sisters for West Bluefield. So those are my three top ones. You know what I mean? It was yep. really really close. Well, very cool, yeah. Sam. You know, as always, be safe out there. Thank you for again calling in, and um, you know, it was a, it's a good program, and we're wrapping up. I'm I'm so excited. The sun's shining outside. We're ready to get on spring, right? Yes, with yeah, and it's warm out there. It's gonna be, and it's outdoors, so that's really <laughs> important as well. Yep. All right, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, Ian. Music's in, and. Uh, We'll we'll uh, catch up with you next week with some results of around the OAA and uh, see if we have mm-hmm. any breaking news and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Keep an eye on the blog at cmesemicolonsumina.blogspot.com for the latest information on the um, on um, on the blog. You know, on the on on everything away. All right. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you next week, buddy. See ya. Take care. Oh, hey, that was Sammy Taramina calling in once again, the host of this show. Oh, hey, now. The views on this show are uh, his and mine alone. Again, if you're interested in making a podcast, call ONTV at 248-393-1060. One-on-one class is now enrolling. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.